Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you are having issues with your car, your truck, your van, you want to know what could be ailing before you bring it in for service, let me say hello and good morning to Nick Stoffel, who runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Nick happens to be a, uh, an ASC certified technician. You'll find them all there at Lloyd's. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Denny. How are things? How was the week uh, for you and your crew at uh, Lloyd's? It was very warm and very busy, which is uh, kind of goes hand in hand, as you know. As, a, as the summer heat sinks in and folks get ready for a road trip, we'll say, they uh, tend to bring the cars in to get the once over before they do hit the road. <laughs> Now, we, we address it from time to time over the years, but uh, is it, is it kind of true, and I know we had a question about this a few weeks ago, uh, that heat can almost be more damaging on car batteries than winter? That, that is true. I mean, heat's hard on everything, us included. Yeah. So we tend to, we tend to see um, the winters are very hard because they kind of take the, the reserve or the life out of it, but we, usually we see the breakdowns come, come summertime. So... You don't want to run the risk of getting ready to go on a road trip or get in the middle of South Dakota or someplace and have have problems. So it's highly advisable to make sure you have your vehicle, get get a good once-over before you do set off on a nice road trip or head to the cabin or wherever it might be. It's a good idea to make sure your car's in good working working order. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, get our listeners involved in the show here uh, since uh, Nick will be with us till just about 7.45. So, again, our time is limited, but we'd love to hear from you, either uh, with a phone call or if it's easier, like some folks are already doing, send Nick a text, your car care question via text. Either way, call or text 651-461-9226. Uh, texter says this, uh, Nick, uh, 2012 Jeep Liberty. It's got four-wheel drive, but has a two-wheel drive option button. And their question is, when it's in two-wheel drive, which wheels are turning, the front or the rear? It's a fair question. Uh, the, the rear wheels. So a lot of uh, a lot of vehicles um, that are four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. If it's a front-wheel drive vehicle by design, you know, like a lot of the small. SUVs, it'll be a front-wheel drive vehicle with the rear assist. But if, it, if it's more traditional, uh, even the newer pickups and the large SUVs will have like an auto option where the vehicle is kind of going along in two-wheel drive, but it, the, the, the wheels start to slip or it senses that there's not good traction, it'll engage that transfer case, which gives you the four-wheel drive option. So typically, 
larger vehicles are a real little drive type base vehicle, like a smaller SUV where it's more of a, um, you know, a, a, a commuter, I guess, not necessarily a work, work truck type setup, uh, will be like a front wheel drive vehicle with the rear assist. You know, and I know we've talked about it in the past shows, and I'm kind of guilty of it myself, especially with my wife's uh, vehicle, which is uh, an SUV, um, a real real kind of truck, as you've seen it there at Lloyd's. Now, this this has a selector switch, and, and we just kind of leave it alone, like what you just said, in, in an auto position. But I know it's got an option for four-wheel uh, low, four-wheel high, whatever the case may be. You know, and I never change it. But I, I think you and your friend Dan have suggested from time to time, but maybe we should exercise that a little bit. Not a bad idea. There's a lot of features of the vehicle that become kind of automatic, you know, like all-wheel drive, our door locks. There's a lot of systems that are designed to make it easier for us. But the fail-safe is still us. So let's say, you know, I, I agree. You know, you go to that dial and, you know, you, you don't need to – Utilize this, you know, the, the all-wheel drive systems functioning the, for the front wheels and rear wheels, but that transfer case motor where you physically turn the knob, the four-wheel drive, that doesn't get as much exercise because you're not operating that part of the system. Same with your doors. Most cars still have a key slot on the driver's door, and your key fob, you know, do a little research, there's likely a key blade inside that fob that you have in your hand. It's not a bad idea from time to time to exercise that door lock because, for some unforeseen reason, the car's battery is dead, the key fob battery is dead, you can't get into the vehicle, you're stranded, it would be nice to know that that door lock's going to operate to get you in the vehicle. Yeah, that's another thing that I don't do, and you guys have recommended that from time to time. What about in, in, in light of that? So if I go out there this afternoon and I thought, I'm going to try the key in the vehicles, uh, is there a lubrication that one should do once in a while for the door uh, locks uh, just to... Uh, not to gum it up, but to, but to, you know, to keep it lubricated. As you know, just to make different de-icer type stuff, which is yeah. essentially alcohol that would kind of melt the ice away. Um, you really shouldn't have to de-icer type stuff, which is yeah. essentially alcohol that would kind of melt the ice away. Um, you really shouldn't have to. I wouldn't use anything that's going to collect any kind of dirt or dust. You know, maybe like graphite if you had like some. Um, Graphite for a bike chain or something, maybe a small amount, but not very significant. We don't, um, you know, the, the vehicles are sealed up so much better. Because, you know, we don't like road noise or wind noise, so the doors and those types of things are built so much better than they were in the past. So we don't have the the, the the holes or the leaks that we used to, so you don't have to worry about as much moisture and dirt getting into that area. So I, I would minimize that for sure, but, you know, a, a little bit wouldn't hurt. You know, the, you know like, like we always say, a little maintenance, things in moderation are not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this texture says, my vehicle, I think I know what they're asking, but uh, my vehicle calls for 5W20 oil. Is that synthetic? Well, it may or may not be. Uh, that's the viscosity. But uh, if, if, if it's, uh, w- what does it say on the, uh, on, on the uh, jug or bottle? Full synthetic usually? Well, and we've talked a lot about oil over the years, as you know. Um, and, and the viscosities change, you know, years ago it was 1030, 1040 maybe, or straight weight, and then 530, more and more common, 520, even 0W20. 0W20 is almost, or is only available in synthetic because um, it's the way it's, it's built and engineered and designed, the chemistry in it. And as the weights get lighter, 016 is out there in some cases. So 
look at the owner's manual. A 520 could be a synthetic, just like a 530 can be synthetic or a semi-synthetic or a, a conventional. But, you know, most motor oils, branded motor oils are good quality. So you look at the manual, follow what the recommendations is, use a branded product, and you should be just fine. Okay, very good. I know we need to take a quick break here, Nick. Uh, let's do that. Let's have a break. Invite our listeners to join in. Now, any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you, especially since Nick will take his leave about 745, making way for Jack Farrell. So call us or text us. Here's the number for either, 651-461-9226. Here in the Twin Cities at uh, this moment, we have 70 degrees. We are on our way to 91 today, 92 tomorrow, and again, 90 on Monday. But then we get a break. Uh, highs will be generally around 80. So definitely after two, three days of heat, we'll uh, get a break. Right now, 70 degrees here at News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the first full weekend in June. It happens to be the third day of June. Denny Long here along with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Uh, Nick, for those that uh, want to get some help from you guys at uh, Lloyd's, how do we find you? As you know very well, Denny, we're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. It's right on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth. Um, we've got Grand Old Day tomorrow, so if you're, we won't be there. We'll be closed, obviously. A lot of folks on the road there, but uh, t- check us out. Uh, if you ever have to give us a call with a question, uh, 651-228-1316. And then finally, if you're on, on the Internet or on your device or your phone, check us out at LloydsAutomotive.net. That's L-L-O-Y-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net. We'll get you that info yeah. before uh, Nick leaves us, which is about 745 or so this morning. Our phone number, 651-461-9226 for a phone call or a text, either one. Speaking of phones, Nick, Steve calling in this morning, I believe, from Lake Elmo. Steve, thank you. What is your question for Nick? Uh, Nick? Is there a way to test my car battery with, like, a fluke digital meter? Uh, I know I could put it on DC and check the bolts. Uh, is that adequate, or do you always need to pull it out and bring it somewhere and have a load test done on it? Well, there's, there's you know, you can take a voltmeter and check the, uh, the status or the charge of the battery. You know, a battery fully charges, like, 12.72 volts, I think. And gives you an idea. If the battery is showing you it's at 11 something, there's a problem. But you can't do a real load or impedance test. A lot of the new handheld testers don't pull the load like you like described. They do a, like a resistance test to see what the capacity of that battery is. So my opinion has always been that the load test is the most accurate. And I still believe that, but there's some of those other small handheld testers can do do a fine job also. If we're chasing a a unique problem will almost always take out that carbon pipe where we can put a little stress on it. But if you're at home trying to test your battery, you can see the state of charge, but you can't see its capacity. All right. Thanks, Steve. Uh, texter says, boy, we, I'm sure you get this a lot. How do you get rid of mice in a vehicle? Boy, they can do some damage, can't they? Well, I hope you're not having that problem now because usually that's the September, October conversations, but, uh, you know, get it cleaned out, uh, fabric sheets. Um, you can get some, maybe, you know, in the area where the vehicle's parked, if it's a garage, is there any kind of uh, bird seed or dog food or any reason for the, the critters to be nesting in your place? The other thing, too, it's summertime, and 
you have the capability, if you've been having problems in the garage, you know, open the garage up, clean it out, maybe leave the vehicle in a different spot for a, a, a bit of time to kind of get those, those guys to move along. And then, you know, come next fall when they come back in, make sure you put all that stuff away securely so you don't have uh, the, the risk of having that to happen again. Yeah, I know uh, when it comes to storage, people have various, you know, spearmint, peppermint kind of packs to, uh, to the, just the odor to keep the mice away. But that's in storage, like you said, in the wintertime. Because the mice, my pest control folks tell me uh, that the mice really start reacting around July. They they start sensing the change in, uh, believe it or not, that early. So, yeah, get the uh, bird food, gra- grass, you know, all the seeds, any kind of food source out of there first. But, boy, that... That can cost uh, a lot of money if they've done some damage. Um, let's grab another phone call. Jim calling in uh, this morning from Chaska, I do believe. Jim, you're on CCO with Nick. Yes. Thank you very much for taking my call. I got a 2011 Camry, Toyota Camry, and the air conditioning is so little, very little out of one side of the car and uh, none on the rest. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Is it something what to do with a damper opening or closing or something? Well, Danny, I think the listeners right on there, there's um, a lot of with the zone heating and cooling in vehicles, there's a set of actuators or as he described a dampener that kind of controls and manages not just where the uh, air flow is going, but the, the, the temperature. So, you know, husband and wife are driving along, you know, she's cold, he's hot. You do have a, you, you can make it significantly different. You know, you're only a few feet apart, but you can have a little variation with coming out of the vents. So if he's getting very poor temperature, maybe we have a temperature door problem. If he's getting very poor airflow out of the one side of the vehicle, maybe we have like a, uh, a mode issue, meaning that the, the door that controls where the air is going has got a problem. Um, likely it's an actuator, which is a little tiny motor that moves that flap. It is possible that it could be stuck or a piece of debris. Um, we're getting into the hot season. I would, uh, I would advise if it was me and my wife, I would get that fixed before she's complaining that she's too hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because it doesn't – well, it looks like we'll have a break here about Tuesday. But, yeah, for the next few days, 90, 91 or so. Um, speaking of air conditioning, this texter wants to know, is there any advantage in turning off – the air conditioning in a vehicle before you start it, before, I should say, before turning off the car. So clear all the accessories, basically, and, and then shut the car off. Does it matter? Well, um, you know, logic says yes, because the air conditioning is pulling the moisture out of the air. All that moisture ends up in the evaporator core, and then that drips out the bottom of the car. That's why where the car sits in idles, we'll see a little puddle developing on the ground. It would be nice to get all that moisture out of that evaporator box uh, before it sits because, you know, moisture can create mold, it's humid, it, you know, it can create a bit of a smell. Same with your cabin filter. You know, this is the perfect time of the year as we transition out of a lot of the pollen and such. Your cabin filters are going to be full of all kinds of stuff, even moisture. So, you know, it's probably not necessary, but... I don't think it's the worst idea if, if you're, you know, meticulous and you say, you know what, I'm just very sensitive to smells and stuff like that or any of that. It wouldn't be the worst idea the last minute or two of you drive. Keep the fan going, but shut the compressor off 
So just let this regular air to kind of blow and dry things out to keep that moisture out of that uh, evaporator car. Very good. Uh, in a moment, we're going to break for the, that hot forecast. But in the meantime, let's grab another phone call. Jan's calling in from uh, Mankato, Minnesota this morning. Uh, Jan, good morning. What is your question for Nick? Um, I have a 2013 Camry, and I've always had it serviced every you know every year, and um, by by the Toyota dealership. And um, all of a sudden, this last year, they said that I needed four things done, and I was just wondering if Nick thought that these um, were necessary. Um, so it's a tune-up. For 237, transmission service for 221, replace coolant for 311, and a drive belt for 211. So I, I would say, to answer the, the caller's question there, uh, maintenance, as we've talked with Danny, is very, very important. Um, if you're questioning what's been recommended, you know, a couple of things you can do. Get a second opinion. That's the easiest thing. You could, uh, what, she's, what she's doing here is get our opinion. And I would say, look at the owner's manual, and it's going to have a maintenance schedule. It's going to give you a general basis, you know, and I'm a, a couple of assumptions here. She says she gets it uh, service annually, so maybe it's a 2000. It's going to give you a general basis, you know, and I'm a, a couple of assumptions here. She says she gets it uh, service annually, so maybe it's a 2013 fairly low miles. I don't disagree with maybe having the spark plugs replaced. They've been in there for 10 years. The, the, the threads could be getting seized or stuck in the, in the cylinder head. Um, it's good maintenance, fuel economy, efficiencies. If it's a lower mild vehicle, maybe it doesn't get completely heated up. We got a little more carbon and such. Um, coolant age, once again, you know, if that coolant is really 10 years old, it's probably due to be serviced. Transition fluid, maybe they took a sample, got a, a visual inspection. So, the belt, you know, I mean, all, all these things are kind of in the age category. I don't know the miles, but I would say a vehicle with 10 years on it is going to need some maintenance. And then the pricing, uh, you can call 10 different places and get 10 different prices with anything in the world. It's based on um, your comfort. You know, if, if what they're telling you makes sense and you trust them, that's the most important part of this. I wouldn't chase to save a couple dollars because you may not be getting the same quality servers and or parts or, or fluid. So I would say check the manual, get a little little more information that can make yourself feel comfortable. But I would say at the 10-year mark, it would make sense to me. Yeah, I'm with you on the manual part. Uh, and also, if I've had trouble finding the uh, information, uh, I, I usually find it on Google. I can Google something and find uh, that particular maintenance schedule for, for my particular vehicle and then see. You know, So, uh, yeah, just... Do a little of your own legwork and uh, and then go from there. But, yeah, I, I'd start with a manual, too. Um, Nick, we need to take a quick I, I break here. I am happy, though. I, yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. I, was, I am happy that, that we were her, her room of Google. She thought it would be best to call us and have her yes. help her answer those questions. So that's what we're here for. That's the whole idea. People have questions, and we're trying to, you know, help them work through it, and hopefully, she'll, uh, hopefully we help her with the solution there. You're the radio Google. That's good, Nick. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some more Googling here uh, after the uh, forecast. So stay tuned for that. Our phone number is also our text number, 651-461-9226. Here on Newstalk 830W. 
Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We are here, thanks to folks like Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, helping you out every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour. We have, Nick, a bunch of texts and callers, so let's get you back to work right away. Chris, first up, you're on the phone calling in from Farmington this morning. Chris, what's your question for Nick? Thanks for calling. Yes, yes, thank you. Great show, guys. Hey, Nick, I I have a 2010 uh, Ford Fusion and similar to a call a few minutes ago, um, one vent only only has hot air and one vent has only cold air. And regardless of the temperature that you change it, uh, there are two controls there for the temperature. Uh, it doesn't really change. It's always hot or cold. And so is that the actuator there, is there as well? Yeah, I mean, it's a common thing. We see, you know, it used to be that, you know, there was just mechanical knobs. You would turn and change the uh, the settings. But now with a little more comfort features in vehicles, you can kind of try to hone into that side of the vehicle. So I absolutely believe that the problem lies within that actuator. Um, you know, so you're turning it to, you know, full cold, but the side's blowing hot. It's because that flap inside the ductwork isn't moving so I would get, once again, it depends on whose side of the car it is, but if it was in my house, I'd get that fixed yesterday. So best of luck to you. <laughs> yesterday. Uh, this uh, texter, Nick, says, uh, 2015 Nissan Pathfinder, every time I back up, I can hear my brakes squeak. If I'm coming to a stop, I do not feel any shake. I do not hear any noise. It's only when I back out of my garage. Would that be the need for new brakes, do you think? You know, we had a similar and it's humid out right now. So there's a lot of humidity in the air. We had a similar uh, question here last week. And uh, what happens is the vehicle sits um, a little bit more moisture, humidity, a little bit of corrosion might build up on that brake rotor surface, especially if the vehicle sits for a few days and you back it out of the, out, out of the garage or out of the driveway. And the first time you apply those brakes, what's happening is that the brake pad is cleaning the surface of that brake rotor. And there might be a little bit of noise there. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're worn out. And then as you continue driving, you go along, you'll hear it again. So, you know, I, I don't think there's a problem there. Obviously, next to from service, make a note. So remember, say, hey, I've been noticing this little bit of noise from time to time. Can you take a look? You know, that's kind of the next step there. I, I don't think there's an immediate issue to go and have that uh, research and checked out. Very good. Here's a 13 edge. The uh, person gets a code for catalytic converter not efficient, but only when it rains. What's that happening there? Uh, some information there. So the efficiency code is telling us that there's a sensor on the before and after the converter. There are oxygen or air fuel ratio sensors that are reading what's coming out of the engine. What's the byproduct? You know, how, how rich is the fuel? How lean is the fuel? How much un, uh, unburnt fuel? You know, that mixture, as it goes through the converter, the purpose of the converter is the filter to clean that. So when it comes out, it's reading differently. So if the sensors are reading similar, the car is going to say, hold on here. I don't like what I see. Let's set this code saying that the converter is inefficient. It's not doing its job cleaning. Could it be the converter? Absolutely. But it could also be one of the sensors. Now, this texture said that when it rains, which is another clue, it makes me think maybe there's some wiring or connection or some corrosion somewhere that's falsely given these readings. So, you know, it brings up a good point. People pull out a code from the computer. That's just 
a reading or a, a code based on the information the car is collecting. It's not telling you what's wrong with the car. So be very cautious and careful when you get a code. It says misfire. Oh, I need a spark plug. That may not be true. Just like in this case, if it's related to moisture, I'm thinking we got a corrosion problem. I tell this texture that's a very important piece of information to share. Take it to your shop or your dealership. Have it diagnosed and make sure they know it's an issue more so when, there's, when it's wet. So that might give them a little better path to follow to figure out what's going on. Nick, I know we have to run, but I did see a text that uh, calls for maybe some action because it's a safety issue. Uh, texter says it's a uh, 96 Toyota Celica. While driving, the red brake light came on, stayed on. I drove home, brake's okay, checked under the hood, brake fluid is low. I can't get to the shop until Wednesday. I parked the car in the garage on the driveway, huge puddles. I suspect a brake fluid, Texter says. My question is, can I add fluid to drive it to the shop two miles away, or should it be towed? You always, steering and, steering and brakes, I'm always going to tell you to tow it. I mean, I, I don't know any of the situation here. I'm not going to advise somebody to put themselves or somebody else in risk, at risk. Uh, you know, it's an older vehicle. One of the brake lens or brake hoses had burst. You can add fluid, but what happens is when you depress the brake pedal, it's a squirt gun. It just sprays back out. So you're not wow. you're not going to um, – it's not like engine oil. I'm going to top it off, and I'm going to give myself a little more time here. That's not the case because every time you apply that brake pedal, you're pushing the pedal down. There's a lot of force there. Where that puncture or that leak is, it's spraying fluid. So there's not that much fluid in that reservoir. You don't have too many pedals. Not only that, but – that brake pedal will fade as you depress. It's not creating pressure, which is a hydraulic system. The pedal might go to the floor. The vehicle could still be rolling. So I would advise you to definitely have a towed. Um, and for anybody, if you ever have a, a red brake light and that brake fluid is low in that reservoir, you need to stop and, and, and yeah. find help. You don't want to put yourself or someone else at risk. I thought it was important to bring that up. Nick, uh, we have to run. Thanks for your help as usual. Will you come back next week? I would love to. All right, good deal. And how do we get in touch with uh, Lloyd's if we need some help? Yeah, quickly here. Uh, obviously, by phone, 651-228-1316. And like I mentioned, it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. And there's a, 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 uh, a new Grand Ole Day happening again here. So if you're walking down Grand Avenue, check out the building there. And uh, if you ever buy during the, the work week, stop by Thai or if you're on your device or your computer, we're at lloydsautomotive.net. And as you said earlier, it's L-L-O-Y-D-S, automotive.net. Yeah, grand old day tomorrow. Get out there and enjoy. Nick, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jenny. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 